0: Hey there, friends. Welcome to the CFC Leadership Podcast, where we focus on everything campus ministry, college ministry, and young adult ministry related. Whether you're already working in one of these ministry areas, thinking about starting a ministry, or just have a burden for this age group, this podcast is meant just for you. I'm your host, Kyle Austin, and now it's time to join with us in today's conversation. This is our last episode of the CFC Leadership Podcast for this year, 2022. As we navigate into next year, let me just give you a heads up about the upcoming Winter College and Career Retreat that will be held February 10th through the 11th in Greenville, North Carolina at People's Baptist Church. It's going to be an awesome weekend. We've got uh, two young adult speakers who will be doing breakout sessions. They'll be involved in the Q&A, Zach Campbell and Lauren Hickman. Uh, These are two young adults that God is using tremendously and just really uh, working in their lives, and we believe it's important uh, at our retreats for young people to hear from young people that God is really using. I'll be speaking, my wife will be speaking. There'll be uh, main preaching sessions, breakout sessions. We'll have small groups, God infused time. Uh, we'll have a special uh, session, a uh, real talk session with me and my wife that we'll do jointly. Of course, we'll have delicious food, we'll have a fun group activity, and it's just going to be a, a, an amazing weekend, we believe, where we can be encouraged, we can be challenged by God's Word, that will leave a little bit different than the way we walked in, and be a great time for young adults to connect together, build relationships, and be encouraged from one another. So the cost is $35, and you can uh, get more information at cfcretreats.com. Also, if you are a young adult leader, and you're bringing your group, or even if you're not bringing a group, there's going to be breakout sessions, two or three breakout sessions, just just for you on how to uh, basically to equip you in building and growing an effective and, college and career ministry. And so we'll have something specific for you. If you got any questions, please reach out. We'd love to answer any of those questions for you. So let's jump into our episode for uh, December. And I was struggling really how to title it. Uh, it maybe connection dysfunction, maybe connection anxiety, uh, maybe trying to re-engage and reconnect young adults. You say, what are you talking about? Well, ministry is constantly changing. I think we understand that. But something I've noticed just ministry pre- pre-COVID versus post-COVID with young adults is completely different. Now, what I want to share with you on today's episode, I don't have any stats or any research for this episode. I always like to bring some 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 hard research, but for this, I don't. I'm just going to share with you what I'm experiencing personally, what me and my wife are seeing in our ministry here at ECU and Pitt, what other uh, campus ministry leaders have been sharing with me, and just kind of what we see as we've been traveling around and doing some retreats and so forth. Uh, I just want to share from the heart with you uh, something we're as far as connecting, as far as relationships, as far as young adults uh, uh, mingling together, if you will. I think we know we have a culture shift post-COVID, pre-COVID. We understand there's a big difference. All of us have experienced that personally in one way or another. Uh, But I think the isolation from COVID created a very isolated culture or a, a younger generation who feels more comfortable isolated and honestly kind of has a self-sustaining attitude. Think about our culture right now. It is a do-it-all-yourself culture. You could live and function without ever leaving your home or apartment because you can order food, your groceries, anything you need from Amazon. All you have to do is click, 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 and it will arrive. You can work from home. You can do online classes from home. You can hang out with friends from home and nobody be there through social media, right? So our culture has this like idea that we can do Everything without ever going outside the walls of our house or our apartment or our room. And we understand COVID kind of locked many of us down. We've had students, uh, you know, that back in 2020 who maybe were freshmen, uh, then sophomores in 2021. And then those freshmen that were there uh, during 2021, they just experienced the campus culture totally different. They were isolated, all online classes. And I know this goes all the way down to elementary and high school, but uh, they were just isolated. And so I'm talking to students. Coming out, this is our first fall semester that is back to what we would say, quote unquote, normal. No restrictions, no mask guidelines. All classes are back on campus at the State University. The community college is still a little bit hybrid, uh, but they're making their way back spring semester. Supposed to be more classes on campus. And so, students are saying, I'm just comfortable and used to being by myself. I actually feel safer and I feel more comfortable in that location. And so, some students are really struggling to get out, to connect, to form community. And so it's easier for them to do it on their own. And uh, they're lacking in a very important quality uh, of humanity, and that is relationships. And we're seeing it affecting them both mentally, physically, and spiritually. And we'll talk about a little bit of that as we go along here on our episode you know, God has created us as relational beings. We understand that, I believe, especially as leaders, and we need friends. We need companionship, and we thrive with these areas uh, in our lives. We, we will thrive if we have these areas. If we don't, then we'll just merely survive. And as we look through Scripture, fellowship is a huge part of and function of the church, it is a biblical. Uh, we just went through a study. It is a key building block of having an essential faith. Um, I mean, it is one of the core things for us to grow, for us to uh, find strength, for us to be equipped, and so it's essential to spiritual growth. Uh, community fellowship is essential to maturity, and it's essential to our mental and physical health. Now, our mission for CFC we sum it up in four words: reach, teach, connect, and impact. And we focus twenty five percent at least on each of these, reaching students with the gospel through evangelism, teaching through Bible studies and discipleship and connecting. And we, we don't minimize the connection there. We, we focus on, on that and re- realize grabbing lunch with a student or having coffee with a student or having students at our house or having these functions and these get togethers, whether they're service oriented or they're just straight up hangouts, they are very, very important to the ministry at large for young adults and college students. And so uh, I have the privilege to meet with the ECU Dean of Students very often, and she has said this over the last couple of years, and it's really stuck with me. She said this is the most connected, disconnected generation she's ever seen. She's been in a higher education for about 30-plus years, and here she's been the Dean of Students for years uh, at a large uh, university here in North Carolina, and she says they, they think they're connected, but they are the most disconnected generation when it comes to relationships and truly being connected. And she is seeing, the school is seeing a, a great problem with that. And they're trying to figure out how to help and work with students. And so we said this can also be very detrimental to students' physical, but also their spiritual lives. We're seeing suicide uh, being a, a the second leading cause of death in those 10 to, I think, 24, but definitely in the college age range. Depression, anxiety is all maxed out. Mental health is a major issue uh, on our college campuses. I remember 10 years ago. So being at App State and getting involved there and learning about the school and uh, was introduced to the counseling center and the dean of students there and everything. And uh, the counseling center was just normal. And then you fast forward four or five years. We had seven student deaths, one school year, nine student deaths, another. Many of those were suicide and drug overdoses. Unfortunate thing with the drug overdoses. You don't know if they're accidental, if they're purposeful. So you can never get a true reading there. Uh, and then this, this school year here, NC State has experienced four suicides. And here you have these young people that are just just starting out in life. They have so much that is being afforded to them at a university, education, people everywhere. I mean, you think of walking on a campus with 30,000 students and you being lonely, you being, uh, uh, being depressed because you, you feel lonely and different things that are going on, but that's where we're at. And so the very thing they need uh, to help remove these is the very thing that they're struggling to do, and that is relationships, that is community, that is friendship. So the one thing that they need to help them is the biggest thing they're struggling to do. And this endless cycle just continues to breed anxiety, breed depression, breed suicidal thoughts, uh, breed isolation, and then you top that off with, uh, the fact that our culture is so hopeless. What do I mean? I mean that, uh, when you're taught from kindergarten all the way through, and even if you went through a Christian school and you arrive at a state university, now you're being taught that you're here by natural processes through evolutionary means. Life has no purpose. There is no purpose in your life. And when you die, it's just extinct you're extinguished. And so there's no hope. When you think everything is just by chance, there is no purpose, there is no true love, and, and all these things through that worldview, there becomes this hopelessness, and we see that being worked out. So what can we do as college and career leaders? That's what I want to kind of focus on in our last little bit here as we walk through this. And one thing I'll mention that I have noticed personally uh, with young adults and this, this issue with not connecting together so we had a retreat at a place, and uh, after the retreat was done that Friday night, uh, it was probably 1030, and they were close to a, a very uh, kind of well-known town, and uh, many of they wanted to ride there, uh, some of the uh, ladies, females, and so uh, they were trying to get some guys to go with them, because, you know, nighttime, it was late, and being in a, a large city and so forth, and here you've got a retreat. We've got 60-some young adults that were there, and uh, there's a, probably 10 to 12 young ladies wanting to go and just kind of go get some ice cream, go out on the, you know, in the town just to see what the town has to offer as far as that location. I'm trying to be indiscreet, so I don't throw anybody under the bus that may have been there. Uh, But they could not get any young men to go with them. And I thought that was so strange. And this is not the first time I've watched this happen. I've watched young ladies say, hey, I'm going to go do this. Will you come with me? And the guy go, no. Uh -uh. And I'm thinking now, maybe I'm just different. But if I was your age and I was single, I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'll go. I mean, what guy doesn't want to just even hang out just to have fun? It doesn't mean you're getting married and you're and you're going that route. But what guy would not want to go with 10 young ladies Uh, out for ice cream and to have fun and to hang out for a couple hours, something's wrong there. Maybe I'm just different. But when I was that age, the people I hung around with, we'd have been all over. It. Yeah, even just for the fun of it. But to definitely to be around girls as guys. And so I see an issue there that is this idea of I want to be isolated. It's dangerous. And I also think there on the flip side of that, there's a pornography issue where relationships are hard and I can just go back to my room. I can go back to the dorm. I can go back to wherever and I can view this and I don't have to, to engage in the, the hard work of a relationship. Um, so I think there's a twofold issue there. But I just want to throw that out there because I've seen this multiple times. Even I have young ladies right in front of me will ask a guy, hey, I'm going to go down here and drop this off. Will you go with me? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what? And I'll just be blunt with you. What an idiot go with her, just to, even to keep her company and keep her safe, even if you don't like her, just friends. That's where relationships will really begin. And if you can't be friends with each other, then how can you uh, plan to go further with it? But anyways, I'll get off that. Just wanted to share that because I've seen it too many times and it's really just boggling to me. But what can we do? I'm gonna give you five quick things about what we can do as college and career leaders. Number one is be patient. What a couple years has caused may not change just in a day, a week or a month. It's Obviously, going to take time. And our culture has changed. And so you and I have to change with it to a certain degree. We can't keep doing what we did. Five years ago, two years ago, uh, we're constantly trying to adapt. We're not changing our message. Uh, We're just trying to change maybe our means, the way we go about sharing the message. Um, But I can't keep doing the same stuff I did 10 years ago today because many of those things are not working. Why is it that the generation is different, the culture is different, and the way we need to do ministry is different? So we need to be patient as we're working towards and with these young adults, trying to bring them to a place to say, okay, get out of isolation. Realize how important community is, and get involved in community. So be patient with those who you just seem to cannot get to go out or to engage or to stop, you know, wanting to be isolated. And then number two, be fluid. Again, that kind of goes along with what I just said. So we're going to be patient, we're going to be fluid. So we're not going to uh, expect what happened three years ago to work today. So we're going to try to find out, okay, what is working today, and we're going to stretch ourselves. And we're going to have to be willing to adapt and change. And I know that's hard for us sometimes as believers to change because we just want to do the same thing. But change, thats I mean, that brings a spice. And we are, this past fall semester, we have tried stuff and we realize, okay, that is not working. So why am I going to keep doing it? No, I'm going to stop. And we're going to try to adapt. and We're going to try something different. We're trying stuff this semester that we've never tried before. And we're realizing some of it works very well and some of it does not work. And I'm talking to some of our CFC leaders and just trying to get ideas and seeing what's working. And it's just different right now. So I say to you, be fluid, trash what doesn't work uh, and find out what does and be willing to stretch yourself to get out of your comfort zone and find out from them. I mean, talk to these young adults more than just in the class and you're out in the Bible study and you're out, have conversations with them, what they think about their generation, what they are feeling themselves, what they are seeing, what they're seeing with roommates and classmates and try to get a temperature, if you will, try to get some inside information from them so that you can better minister to them. So be fluid. And then number three, teach on and talk about the importance of fellowship. Now, they may not understand how important it is because our culture is conditioning people to think that community is not important, that it can just be you all alone, social media, and you've got everything you need, virtual reality, but that's not the way we're created. God created us as relational beings, and so you and I need to teach on the importance and help uh, young Christians, especially to see that fellowship is a biblical doctrine, And it's vital to a healthy church. Yeah, we can watch live stream and we can listen to podcasts like you're doing right now. And these are great things, but they can never replace the real uh, one-on-one, one-on-a-hundred, you know, the real setting where people are at, uh, the real life situation. And so help them to see and understand the importance of this in their lives. And then number four, establish connection opportunities, uh, provide different types of connection opportunities. Make this important. Now, we just recently did some student videos. We were recording them, and there's one word that just kept popping out. And this word, we've done these videos in the past, uh, and uh, we, you know, you'll know, hear certain things that are repeated, but numerous students kept saying this family, family, meaning this CFC ministry is my family. I, I come here because uh, it's like my family. And I, and I want you to know thank you for allowing us to be here because I come here every Wednesday and meet my Family. We kept hearing this word over and over. And I say, that's great, but it was also kind of telling because it shows their desire for, I think, community, but also their cry out for community uh they realize okay these last two years have been very hard i realize that on my own life i mean the the last two years uh the isolation and i was still i had a family here at home i I know some students were just literally locked away in dorms and apartments and bedrooms and so i know they may even experience it in a deeper way um uh, but it's changed them and so i think they begin to feel that and see that and say okay something's off the culture, the way we've been going for the last couple of years is not what I need inside. And it's not good for me mentally and it's not good for me spiritually. And so talk about the importance of fellowship and ask the hard questions. What do you mean? How are you doing? I'm good. No, I how are you really doing? Don't let the surface "I am good" just be okay. They're good because so many of them are truly hurting inside. And so, try to build relationships with them and ask them the questions. How are you doing? Well, I am struggling here. Well, how are you doing? If you know they're anxious or they've been depressed, and you know in the past, ask them how are you doing with that. How are things going? And and let them talk. Right? Don't don't. It doesn't mean you are trying to fix it. Just let them talk. Find out where they're at and talk with them and walk with them through this. So establish these connection opportunities. Remember that connection is a ministry. Don't undervalue that. Don't feel like, well, man, I'm not working because, you know, we're having a cookout at my house or we're having a game night or, uh, or we're doing this service project. No, those two hours, those four hours, that two hour lunch is straight up discipleship. When you're with a student, you're building relationships, you are discipling them, you're answering questions, you're pouring your life into them. That is the essence of discipleship, and that is the essence of connection. So just work a little harder at establishing connection opportunities, whether it's you and them, inviting them to your house uh, for a group. And we struggled this fall semester at the very beginning to get our young people together. But as we kept working, we kept adjusting, we tried different things, different times, we would encourage. We would appeal and that's my number five here for you is to encourage and challenge them to come and join. We realized we were having to challenge and encourage, not necessarily beg. I'm not going to beg you to come and be a part of something, but I understand for your emotional, physical and spiritual well-being, I'm willing to encourage and challenge you a little bit more than maybe before to come out and, and, and join with us. And so, like I said, at the beginning, we were, you know, it wasn't what we were used to as far as the the excitement, the wanting to come out and wanting to be together, hanging out, having fun, serving, whatever it is. Uh, But as we began to work, we began to adapt, we began to change and adjust just on the fly. Everything for our fall semester, our calendar was on the fly. And what I mean by that is we schedule the fall semester and we we go by it. Of course, we adapt and we'll throw extra things in, but it was constantly changing and changing and changing uh, because we were having to be so fluid and to be willing to adapt and to find out, okay, where is this younger generation at this freshman class this sophomore where our seniors at and what can we do to bring them together and we began to see a great response from that Uh, but it was us getting out of our comfort zone it was me and my wife stretching ourselves and so I just say to you be patient be fluid teach about the importance of fellowship establish those connection opportunities and then encourage and even challenge them to come and join it's amazing the ones we would say hey uh, we didn't see you there you know blah 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 I had this going on but we'd say hey why why don't you come that, you know, we try to get a raise of hands, how many is going to be there so we can kind of plan and, you know, whatever hands went up and then we kind of either see them one-on-one or we say, Hey, no, we'd lo- just, why don't you come? Okay. Well, it's like in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why weren't you going to come to begin with? And maybe they just needed the extra encouragement. Maybe they needed the challenge. Maybe they just wanted the personal invitation because they do feel lonely. I don't know what it is. I can't give you the research. I can't give you the this behind it all. I'm just telling you what we're seeing and what we're trying to do. And I just wanted to be a help to you in that uh, because isolation is a dangerous place. And I watch that with young adults. And isolation leads to anxiety, depression, suicide. Uh, and that's not a good place to be. And that cycle just keeps repeating itself. And we're seeing young people that are struggling with with this and our Bible studies that are Christians, uh, we're seeing suicides. We had a Christian young man who's very influential at ECU, uh, last school year who committed suicide and it was devastating one to, to the people around, but it. it devastated the campus community. Cause here's a young man who nobody saw it coming, who had leadership potential. I have no, I no idea the reason behind it, but obviously something was going on. And so, Having the community, having the relationships and engaging with them will go a long way. I hope that's been a help to you. And again, if you have any questions on the retreat, you can get more information. Register at cfcretreats.com. And we hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas.